I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com. Monday night, deep inside the bowels of Husky Stadium, where day one, fall camp 2017, is in the books and 88 degrees outside. And for some strange reason, Coach Pete thought it was a good idea to have practice in the Dempsey. So it was a little cooler in there. I don't know. I don't think it was seemed that like much it, cooler. I was going to say, it seemed pretty warm in there. And, I, and yeah. maybe that was part of the plan, was to try to get these guys going and moving and see what happens. But the, my first uh, impression is this team... They seem to be kind of jumping at the chomping at the bit. They, yeah. There was a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm. Guys really running around now. Granted, no no pads, no helmets, no sh- you know no, no jerseys. Yeah, no jersey. First t-shirts. time I've ever seen that. So, so uh, is it the first time you've ever seen them with the first practice not have helmets? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. Before. No yeah, helmets. And, and, yeah. yeah. And they so, were just in they were just in shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I was going to say first indications a uh, a lot of speed, uh, big guys. Uh, the new faces, all the new guys looked right in place. I mean, you know, other than the maybe a couple of the walk-ons like Nate Allenfeld. I mean, he, he looks like he's going to do a, 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 a yeah, a spitty impression of Sean McGrew. But, you know, other than that, I mean, most of these guys, you see Josiah Bronson coming in as a Temple transfer, and he's going to have to sit because of the transfer rules. But when you look at him at 6'5", 265, he looks all of that and then some. Now, granted, he's a 21-year-old right. um, and actually might even be closer to 22 and uh, and he's a transfer, but oh boy, does he look the part, man! Um, and we we saw him as a junior between his junior and senior year in high school, and uh, we were impressed with him then. His problem was grades. That's why he didn't get recruited by a lot of high high end schools. So it sounds like he's got his grades in order. Everything's fine. Washington's probably pretty glad to have him. And uh, the nice thing is he isn't needed this year, so he can redshirt which he was going to have to do anyway because of the transfer rules. But he can redshirt, come in and ready to play, and uh, he'll be like a three-tech or, or even a nose tackle, depending on how they do it. And, Chris, you had a chance to talk to Akaika Malloy. Uh, Akaika did talk about him in the video, so make sure and take a look at the video of Akaika Malloy, and he talks about him as well. Yep, exactly. Do you want to introduce us, by the way? Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm Kim Grenolds, along with Chris Fetters and Scott Eklund. And, you know, we're, just, we're just raging to get yeah. into this thing because it's, uh, it's been a long time coming. You know, Chris, we were talking about how it's just, for a first practice, it just feels different. Yeah. It just felt different than anything I've seen in this, you know, since we've been covering it, since two, 1997. And you know, I think we both agree the reason it feels different there's more talent on the field right now than we've ever seen since I've been doing this. Yeah, and you know, you, you've, you know, you've covered Rose Bowl teams, you've covered 0 and 12 teams. I've never seen anything like today. I mean, I mm-hmm. you saw some of the freshmen come in, whether it was Jay Kaner throwing a, a perfect seam route to to Hunter, Hunter Bryant, Bryant yeah. with 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 guys kind of looking around, going, "Where did that come from?" To you know, Savon Ahmed running you know side to side and then cutting up field like he was just. Shot out of a cannon. Afterburners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there are guys that are coming into this program that are going to be difference makers. But the difference is, they're not necessarily needed right now, and that's the, now, that's man. the super scary part is that the guys in front of them are better. I, and and he isn't a new guy, but David Ajamu really kind of showed flash today. Um, I'll have more on him in the. Uh, we kind of we're going to split it up. We're going to do a veterans who stood out today and the newcomers who stood out, not just plays they made but what they look like what their bodies look like how they come in ready to go and uh so we'll have those up first thing tomorrow but uh yeah david ajamu will make that veterans list i thought he had a pretty good practice so i would say the two biggest things for me was just how energetic and and excited the practice was even though it was no pads even though it was only an hour and a half but there seemed to be a, a different level of enthusiasm and then the body types 
seemed to really fit the mold. I mean, there was just a lot of different guys out there, and they all looked huge. Well, they didn't all look huge because I went over to the quarterbacks, and I thought that number 13 was a walk-on because mm-hmm. he does not look like a D1 quarterback. Until, and until you see him throw. And, and I'm going, are you kidding me? And then we see a throw that he makes, and you're going, Okay, there it is. <laughs> oh, no, totally. Yeah, Jake yeah. Hayner. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. They're, Chris Peterson and Jonathan Smith are not going to offer a scholarship to a, to a, to a, you know, a slappy. I mean, this, this, that's just not how they're he organized. He looks like a junior high kid. What did Jake Browning look like coming out of high school, Kim? I mean, yeah, no. What is Jake, does Jake Browning look like a D1, like high-end D1 quarterback? I mean, look, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, he gets it done on the field. This is not me making fun of him. But if you, were, if you lined up 50 guys – and said four of these guys are or ten of these guys are top end you know Heisman candidate kind of guys Jake Browning is not one of those ten that you're picking out well, if you even if you just lined up the Washington quarterbacks yeah. and had pro scouts look at yeah. him and say well who do you think is the oh. most physically ready to go KJ Carter Samuels yeah. who's <laughs> second yeah it's probably Bridge Gad yeah. I mean he's filled out nicely he looks really in command and, and got those broad shoulders but Jake Browning just gets it done he, he's just he's He's like it's like he's playing a video game out there. He knows where everything's gonna be and what's going on, and he just lets it rip when he needs and to. And the tempo. I mean, they, yeah. you know, bottom line is they caught the defense snapping a few times with the mm-hmm. tempo, mm-hmm. and I thought that was pretty impressive too on a first day, because you know they were running three, four deeps. I mean, we were talking mm-hmm. about it with the offensive line. You saw a guy like Cole Norgard, who we assumed would be slotted inside. He was playing some right tackle. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's where he's going to play, Henry but you never know. It was a left tackle, right? And so. so you know, these are you know, but they were running legitimately some four deep type situations with some of these younger guys. And it just didn't feel like there was a ton of drop-off. Yeah, you could see it was younger guys against younger guys. But just the, the readiness that these guys have, are in and the, and the month or so that they've been here in the leap and getting a chance to work out with the other players and having those older guys take them under their wing, you can really see it show up just on that first day. I mean, I thought the offense looked really, really good, and, and you, almost usually, never, yeah. you almost never say that about a first practice. We had a chance to take a look at, uh, you know, try to uh, figure out who the depth chart was on the offensive line, you know, in the first group and the second group. And uh, I'll tell you what, Caleb McGarry, oh, my God, Caleb's put on some really mm-hmm. good weight. He's huge. But uh, it looked like uh, Coleman Shelton at center. Um, then Trey Adams, the Trey Adams and Caleb McGarry at the tackles, and then Andrew Kirkland and Nick Harris at yeah, the guards. Same group that was in, group. in in, in uh, spring ball, and then second group was second Jared group. Jared Hilbers at left tackle, uh, Devin, Devin Burleson right right tackle. The two guards were um, Henry Roberts, which I think a lot of people will be happy about here, and that he's kind of seemed to make a move, and uh, Jesse Sosby, and then uh, the center is Matt James, yep. who uh, actually lost a little bit of weight, and I. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about that guy, but man, I think they just like his tenacity and and his smarts. So I think that's why he's there at the number two center. John uh, Turner actually got some reps at center today with the third unit, and I thought he actually had a pretty good practice, considering he's a guy who hardly ever showed up before uh, when we when we would watch practice before. And just based on the, what I saw a little bit out there today, I really think that left guard position battle. Backing up Kirkland, when you mm-hmm. talk about Henry Roberts, also talk about Luke Wattenberg. Luke Wattenberg yeah. I think that's a, that's going to be a battle that's going to be really, really interesting to watch as we go forward because I think that might be – I don't. obviously it's not going to be a massively key battle because there's still going to be 
working on a, a two deep type situation because Andrew Kirkland looks like he's got that one on lock. But those two young guys, mm-hmm. they're uh, they're and, the future of the, of the position play, by far. They're going to play eight or nine guys yeah. during a game. You're going to see eight or nine guys rotate in. So these guys have to be ready to go. And I and I can almost guarantee you, Luke Wattenberg's going to get right. some reps this year. He's going to push for playing time. It's just going to be a matter of is it Henry Roberts, is it Jesse Sosby that he's going to be battling. Also had a chance to talk to Taylor Rapp, and you will probably remember this. You know, when we were talking to Coach Peterson last year about, you know, how hard it is to redshirt for some of these guys, and he said redshirting isn't hard, playing is hard. And we was talking to Taylor Rapp about. He said that he was running third team almost all of last fall for practice. He was running third team, and look where he wound up. Mm-hmm. So he's talked about, you know, you're going to see some of these young guys come in, and you may see them running running with the threes. He goes, yeah, don't put much into that because look what happened to me. Well, I think one of the biggest battles is in, in, in question marks is going to be, you know, we thought Byron Murphy was an absolute slam dunk. We talked about it. We've been very public about it. Peterson and, was even, right. he said, that's a guy we don't think we can keep off the field. Same right. with the Mondre Williams. Mondre Williams was yeah. one of the, we remember that, like the, the yeah. press conference last year a year ago, or yesterday a year ago, he was talking about guys like a Mondre Williams. I think the guy this year that it's going to be a head scratcher, people are going to go, oh, my God, why aren't they? I think there's a chance Hunter Bryant does not play this year. Not just he's totally ready physically. Mm-hmm. I think he can handle that. That's not the question. The question is if you look at the way these guys have used players like this. Last year it was Miles Bryant that they were able to use to be able to keep the red shirt on Byron Murphy. Jimmy Lake was able to have that luxury. I think this year, I think there's a very good chance Jordan Palapau could have that same luxury with a guy like Jacob Kaiser, who came in in spring. So I think he's. I don't know if he's a little bit ahead or not. I, obviously, it's way too way too early to tell. He's going to be ahead on the playbook. But, absolutely, I mean, but that's the biggest thing. But see, I think you're. I think that part of the mistake you're making on that is you're pigeonholing Hunter Bryant as a tight end, and I think he's more of a hybrid than they've ever had. Because I think he, you know, if Braden Lanius doesn't get his act together and you know doesn't come out, I could definitely see them using Hunter Bryant as more of a wide receiver and a tight end, and more of a hybrid, more in a Jimmy Graham. Role. Right, and it's a good and, point, Kim. And, and I mean, a, instead of a Daryl Dan, there's no doubt that the hybrid. He is a hybrid guy. I mean, we, mm-hmm. you know, talking to Jordan Papal about yeah. this, he's a hybrid guy. I mean, they want, they don't see him necessarily as just a massive inline guy. I think they would like to try to see if they can use some things and maybe try to get him into some situations where maybe he lines up as an extra guy in line and then does something down the seam or what have you. I think so. It's a good point. But the but what I'm trying to say is. Is that I think they have a, they have guys enough in there. Whether it's an Ajamu, we talk because Ajamu speed just today. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but he he he, looked, he flashed a different he gear today. Great. He looked great last fall yeah. before he got hurt. But he flashed a different gear. I think also Mike Neal is another guy. If all of a sudden they can get a catch or two a game from a guy like him, now all of a sudden they have that luxury. Strange seeing Mike Neal without a boot. It seems like he's had a boot on for two years. But I'm telling you, yeah. he's always passed the look test, Kim. He has always had the body where you're looking at that, going, "Ooh, he looks like you know Darrell Daniels. He looks like a guy that should be out there and and looks like he should be out well, he's there." He's six five. I mean, he right. is six five, and he's about two. 60. He's a great-looking athlete, yeah. you know, and he's got nice hands too. And I, I think ultimately it just it depends on whether Jonathan Smith, Jordan Powell, Powell look at what Hunter Bryant's doing, and whether or not they can find enough situations to get him the ball enough to justify taking the red shirt off. I think ultimately, if that's if what you're saying is true, and I think it could very well be true, that's the scenario they have to go through. Otherwise. I don't know. I mean, like Byron Murphy, for instance, they lucked out so hard because they had all those guys that were future NFL guys that just happened to not get hurt. 
Now, all of a sudden, if a guy in front of him gets hurt, then you know Hunter Bryant's going to play for sure. So, obviously, the injury factor is always in play. Scott, getting over the defensive line, I saw a guy who I think is the next scary guy. Levi on was very good. Yeah, he looked great. I mean, he's he's always kind of passed the look test. I I thought he looked a little small last year. To this year, he comes in. Man, the guy's really put on some nice weight. I don't. Do you remember it off the top of your head, Chris? You did the weight. He's at like uh, two ninety. I think he put in about fifteen, sixteen. 15, yeah. So I mean, he's put on a lot of size, and it's not bad weight either. It's it's very good weight. He and uh, Josiah Bronson, by the way, wearing number ninety. Yeah. That's a pretty yeah. important number. Granted, kind of like Byron Murphy wearing one. You think he's going to get any uh, get any flack for that? As much as I love Tawny Tupou, yeah. you know, wearing number ninety, it, that's that's a special number. Okay. That's like wearing number one at Michigan. You know, I mean, it's so it's a it's a it's a special thing. So I hope he's able to live up to it. But that being said, on Wuzurike looks good. Jalen Johnson, oh my gosh, that guy is going to. I think he's going to have a monster season up front. Then you got uh, Vita Vey and Greg Gaines. Washington really has a, a nice group of about four or five guys that they're going to be able to count on this year. Granted, Josiah Bronson, not available this year. But Levi Onwuzurike, uh Shane Bowman, mm-hmm. who will see a lot of time in there, um, Vita Vea, Greg Gaines, and Levi Onwuzurike. You know, that group, that's, that's a very good interior group. Greg Gaines with a new hairstyle, I think you could pull off well. Yeah, no, no, we're good. He shaved on the side, long on the top, and like yeah. a big old knot on the top yeah. of it. So, uh, yeah, he looks a little gnarlier, doesn't he? Yeah, he had a shoulder thing on his left thing just well, to, I think. Uh, I think it was yeah. the peck that he got yeah, hurt the, in spring. Yeah. But, but, again, talking to uh, Akaka, he, he said he's fine. He's ready to go 100%. Yeah, it's just protective. It's yeah, just precautionary. It's just up to the coach yeah. to make sure that they're mm-hmm. monitoring and everything. But mm-hmm. he's full go. He wasn't limited in any way from what we saw. Yeah, no, it's just, like I said, you know, this is just so much talent out there. You know, my head, I have ADD as it is. My head was on a swivel all day because you just go, look at that guy, look at that guy, mm-hmm. look at that guy. You know, you look at Sean McGrew, look at Kamari Pleasant with his red hair. Uh, you know, look at what uh, Savin Ahmed did, you know, just so fast. And then you look over on the other side and Keith Taylor, you know, big physical corner coming in. Mm-hmm. And then Byron Murphy doing his thing and Jordan Miller. And it's just so many guys to look at. You just keep on looking at all this talent. And like I said, it's the most talent I've seen on the field since I've been doing this. No, it was a different. It was a different look this year or today. I mean, I just it was. It felt different. They were going at a little different tempo than I would expect a first day to go. Um, you know, talking to Pete Kwiatkowski, he talked about it. He goes, you know, bottom line is we've had a couple years now to to install the defense that we want to do. Guys are here. They're they're they've been around for a while. They get it. They're teaching mm-hmm. the younger guys. It's all filtering down, and that's making their ability to kind of ramp things up quicker. It's making it a much easier thing for them to do. And that helps in the player led workouts during the summer. The older guys can instruct the younger guys who just came on campus. So now those kids, instead of the first year that Peterson was here, even the second year where they didn't quite understand it as well, maybe the fret, maybe the incoming freshmen didn't get as many good coaching tips during the during the uh, summer now these guys know this thing like the back of their hand and they're able to really uh push the younger guys to understand what's going on a lot quicker which allows them to be much faster in the way they develop scott before we wrap this up a couple of recruits uh up here visiting today yeah the only two that that we saw were uh jacob sermon uh the quarterback committed from bothell and uh archbishop murphy cornerback Kyler Gordon, who's probably the top guy in state that is uncommitted at this point. 
Um, and uh, I know Washington is really high on him. Uh, Oregon sure seems to think they're, they've got a shot with him. Uh, Keith Hayward. Uh, is it Keith Hayward-Jimmy Lake uh, battle? So um, I think Jimmy Lake's doing, doing a little bit better than a lot of people realize. And uh, w- I've said it before on the board. Wouldn't surprise me if something happens here in the, in the next little bit. And the running back? Didn't make it today. Didn't make it up. Richard so, Newton. Richard Newton, yeah, out of Palmdale. Didn't make it up. So uh, we'll find out a little bit more about what's going on with him. But uh, um, I, I I think something's going to happen here with the running backs here pretty soon. And Richard Newton hasn't made it up here yet. Washington doesn't tend to take commitments from, from guys who haven't come up yet, especially with their parents. Uh, I think Chris Brown is a guy that they'd really like to get after. So... Um, We'll, we'll have to see what happens. It'll be interesting because right now they're projected to take one running back. I think they might end up taking two, but we'll have to see. This is a really good football team, Scott. And uh, right now, you know, if you guys turn on your radio, you're going to hear Seahawks, Seahawks, Seahawks. Well, we're going to take care of that for you because we're going to podcast every day. We will have enough podcasts out there to keep you and your Husky fix going along. Just ask one thing. Tell your friends about the podcast we're doing because they get sick of listening to, you know, the Seahawk football. You can listen to it on your phone. You can listen to it in your car. But uh, we'll give you your Husky daily fix, uh, you know, from uh, pretty much every day from now on. Um, you know, there's well, not at the very least through camp. Yeah, that's it. No, so. lots of podcasts coming up for you to listen through. We can just talk about so much more. Uh, and it's such a different, uh, you know, a way to distribute the information than in text. So make sure to tell your friends about the podcast we're doing. Any last minute comments, Chris? No, I think I pretty much let it out. Just said, I, I just think they looked a little different. They ran a little different. They showed tempo. Um, the new bodies coming in are exciting to watch and see what they're uh, able to do. And uh, I just think that things are just starting to ramp up a little bit. As far as, far as me, you know, I, I'd say uh, the, the freshman group, like Kim said, uh, looks like one of the best freshman groups to ever come in here um, to the University of Washington. Um, I like uh, the depth that they've uh, recruited and developed along the defensive and offensive line. I think it's time for some of those guys to start stepping up. Henry Roberts. Um, I think Luke, Luke Wattenberg, granted, he's the only redshirt freshman, but the coaches were really high on him last year. Excited to see what he does this year. Ty Jones, man, we didn't see a lot from him today. He didn't line up with, in, in a lot of the, the first and second team. Neither stuff. did Sean McGrew. Yeah, neither did Sean McGrew. So um, interested to watch those guys. I mean, just, you know, there's so much to want to see that you can't all cram it into one day. So, you know, we'll, we'll do it over here over the next seven days. They have fo- seven full days, and then uh, they take a day off, and then we're back for Tuesday, off on Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then camp's done. Do you remember when camp was At least four until the mock long? week. Yeah, but do you remember when camp was four weeks? Yeah. Well, you, I think you know? they always used to include the mock week and those yeah. scheduling, but for some reason. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just it's so weird to have, say that camp will be done they will break camp yeah. the second week of, of August. It's just weird to think. Yeah, and I think that's also a part and parcel of what it's you talked about yeah. with the player run practices. These guys mm-hmm. have done a lot on their own anyways. So even though this is the first day for us, this is the first day for the fans, this is the first day for the outside world to kind of see what's going on, this, they've been kind of working at a lot well, of things for a while. Well, and we talked to the, uh, one of the, tra- uh, the head uh, uh, equipment guy, and he said these guys were here until Tuesday of this last week. They didn't even get a full week off, and now we start with fall camp. These guys don't need to run two-a-days. 
they don't need to have these grueling camps where you know you're practicing every day and you're you're going two or three a day like I did I did back in my day when I was playing and everything like that. It's a different world. It's a year-round sport. These guys are working out constantly. They don't need to come in and get in shape anymore. Yeah. Day one. Also, it, hey, we should also remember too. We need to talk about probably the biggest news of the day. We didn't even address it. The new locker room. The new locker room. We haven't seen it yet. Hopefully oh, yeah. We'll, yeah we Chris have. Peterson unveiled it on Twitter. Well, well, hopefully we'll get to get in there. We'll, yeah. we'll have to ask if they're going to let us walk, do a walkthrough on the new locker room. Coach K no. said he liked it. He no, thought it was sharp. They will not. The guys already moved in there. They ain't letting us in there. We'll see. Anyways, day one in the books for fall camp 2017 for your Washington Huskies. Uh, just, you know, we're going to break it all down. We've got a lot of content coming up uh, Monday night, so a lot of stuff to sort through. So just keep it tuned in right here at dogman.com. We'll have a podcast for you after every practice. And like I said, tell your friends. I'm Kim Grenolds along with Chris Fetters and Scott Eklund. Go dogs.